and friends. Of course, I go by the name of the kid, famous. You and now tuned into the Tim and Friends show. Hello, education, entertainment, coast to coast, balling up, calling entertainment. Let's get this started. Uncle Tim, let's start this show in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Oh my God, this is a good one, but don't take my word for it. Stick around for this all-star edition of Tim and Friends as we get you set for the next 90 minutes before handing it off to Ron McLean and the NHL on Sportsnet crew for the All-Star Skills Challenge. And we have an all-star cast of our own. Jesse Rubinoff, as always. Nate Burleson, Fridays with Nate. Mitchell Marner, all lined up and ready to go, unlike Kyrie Irving. Mm, right. Just me, or is this guy perennially slighted? Not just you. Not just you. Not just me. No. When you first said it, I thought you said, no, just you. No, no, no. Definitely. And I was going definitely to not. go ballistic. No, definitely not yeah, just you. Yeah, he's constantly slighted, this guy. And this is another. We'll explain yeah. everything you need to know. And first things first, and we'll do our best not to slight you. We'll do our best to edutain you. Again, mm. Mitch Marner, Ron McClain. All-Star Game Skills Challenge, Nate Burleson on Super Bowl 57. Not bad. And, Not bad. and Jesse, you and I had a question, or at least a conversation, about whether or not Sean Payton would be enough for Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, we disagreed on this, I think. Nate Burleson mm-hmm. will play the arbiter. Right, okay, fair. Yeah. A little later so I on. Said, I said, no, Russ is done. You said he's a better coach, so he should be better. I, just, I, I mean, kind of. Yeah. But what I, I think I said was they're just going to give him every tool possible because they put so much money right, into him, right. and Sean Payton will be his best chance. Yes. We'll see if Nate can kind of take the ball over the goal Love line. Love that. Love that. All right. And um, <clears throat> ask politely, Jesse, but with the skills competition coming up on the network, I, uh, I have pulled out the old hockey net oh, over here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got some targets in there. I don't know if you've seen this mm-hmm. in the studio. Mm-hmm. Are you giving me a shot? at the Tim and Friends Accuracy Challenge. I believe this has become a thing on this show in many different iterations. Uh, We went at it a little while ago. In fact, last All-Star Skills Challenge. And you beat me without enough balls. Yeah. You beat me. (laughs) I have to say, I I wish you wouldn't have gone through the labor of bringing the net in yourself because I, I'm not sure I'm going to agree to it. I think I'm just going to retire with the crown. Oh, really? I, I think so. I mean, I'll think about it yeah. over the course of the show, but I think the yeah. prudent thing for me to do as a goalie... I think I broke a light there. Yeah. Yeah, you did, you did actually. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think I may retire You're with gonna the crown. You're going to retire. Well, we'll see. You're we'll not going to you give me, me a shot at we'll the crown. We'll see if you can convince me. Because then we'll have to do it again next year if you win, and that we'll creates all sorts Mitch of problems. Marner if you need to defend your crown? Sure. Sure, ask him. <laughs> well, maybe. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Do I have to limber up or no? Because I'm getting old and fat. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't fire four <laughs> balls at uh, four targets? What? Yeah. Meantime, here's what everyone's <laughs> talking about. And first things first, so let's make it hot. John Scott. All-star John Scott. That's a Friday start <laughs> for you. All right. And we begin with some breaking news. Oh, my God. This afternoon. This do we evening. have to? Yeah, I guess we do. Uh, from the NBA, Shams Terrania is reporting that friend of the show, Shams and my dad, that Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets ahead of the trade deadline next Thursday. Is this the least surprising trade request of all time, Tim? <laughs> By the way, why couldn't Shams do this on our show live earlier this week? I know. Like, is this, I mean, you think he knew it? This is surprising. This is surprising. Don't call this the least surprising of all. Like, eventually, we were going to get there. We all kind of knew it. But at this time, 
there's no chance you expected to come in on Friday, February the 3rd with the Nets where they are right now and get this. No, but I didn't even, you're right. I didn't even blink though. I was like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Really? You didn't even blink? No, no, I was not expecting it, but given, you know, his past. His perennial slights? His perennial slights, as you brought up in the intro. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay, let's move on. It kind of makes sense. I know Kyrie fancies himself a thinker, which I admire. Honestly, I do admire it to try and better yourself all the time. But I think it's only fitting to quote the immortal words of noted poet David Coverdale, lead singer of White Snake, who once said, Here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to rock alone. I still rock with that song 35 years later. Yeah. Can you I mean, give me a little bit more background there? Like, lean into that. Well, I'm just, I, I would think that you'd be surprised <laughs> I'd even know the song, to be honest. I am, That's kind, of, I was, yeah. I am kind of surprised that yeah. you know the song. Yeah, that's student if of you knew it, lean in. Student of history. That does not need to be a solo. <laughs> Understand me. That does not need to be a solo. And it's kind of sort of fitting for Kyrie. I mean, like, forget off-court stuff because that can be confusing there's good and bad and even that is subjective on the court Kyrie Irving couldn't coexist with LeBron James in Cleveland even though he won his only title there so he gets to go to Boston good young team when he joins them a Nike commercial with his dad suggesting that he was the next Celtics legend that would live in infamy he told the C's fans unprompted that he wanted to re-sign long-term. Instead, two years, and it's a Boston bounce. Burn sage at the site, even though it was you who asked out again and left again. And they got better without you. Next up, Brooklyn. Harden? Nope. KD? Nope. Nothing's good enough. Like, I know they didn't offer him an extension. He's pissed off that they didn't offer an extension that was up to what he wanted. I know he's playing well. I also know that this dude is more compulsive than me at the grocery cash out looking at them three packaged turtles. (laughs) Really compulsive. You like those, yeah. I like those a lot. You talk about that a lot lately. I do. And they just got their, they just got whooped by those Sage Celtics. And I mean whooped. So the Nets are five and seven without Kevin Durant, seven and four without Kyrie Irving. And I get it, he can't do it alone. But again, above 500 without KD, without Kyrie, and below 500 without KD. Sixers are eight and four without Embiid. All right. So maybe, Jesse, Canada basketball fans, and hear me out on this, maybe Kyrie Irving is the problem. Maybe one of the best abilities in a team game is accountability. Maybe battling through the adversity is actually what strengthens you and your team. Maybe. Just maybe. But what the hell do I know? I thought the earth was round all along. A man who knows something knows he knows nothing. And in this case, I guess I know nothing. Um, are we kind of getting sick of this stuff? That's the question that, that I would have for basketball For Kyrie fans. or period? for basketball fans in general who just have seen this story before with superstars in the NBA and it's becoming 
Bigger uh, picture. Bigger For Kyrie, picture. obviously, yes. Yeah. The answer is a resounding absolutely yes, we're tired of it. And yet we're going to have the conversation about whether or not he's going to the Lakers. We just led the show with it. Like, if you're going bigger picture, NBA, yes, the, the player entitlement era is annoying. It's also the lead on every sports news website right now. Yeah, I, under, I totally understand that. And the that. conversation in the I newsrooms when I walked by were, where's he going? I know. And can you imagine if it's back with LeBron in Los Angeles and... Could you imagine if it was Westbrook that went the other way and he's got to play with KD again? Mm -hmm. Like, all this is absolute juice. While I'm with you, it's kind of sort of annoying. It feels like we talk about it because obviously it has a, a massive impact on the NBA, on the league, depending on where he goes. But it feels more of like an obligation rather than like over-enthused by the drama that this creates. Like, it used to be... This was fun, it was exciting, and now it's like, okay, we sort of have to deal with this again because it has ramifications around the league. Well, but that's why anything is talked about because it has ramifications. Like, but, but it's not, it's, the it's not just, exciting anymore. The Nets just went from plus 800 yeah. to plus 1,200. And let me ask you this, honestly, and listen, I'm annoyed just as much as you are. I think you could tell that by what I just said, mm -hmm. but... If Kyrie got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, tell me you're not watching that first game yeah, with him and LeBron. Yes, that would be. Yeah, I'll be watching. Speaking of LeBron, did I get word that he went to Twitter and he's weighing in on this and he's playing the same game that you're annoyed at right now? No less than 13 minutes ago, here's what LeBron James had to say. <laughs> I don't even know. You didn't even say anything. It, it's it's, it's emojis, eye. yeah. So, Although it, it, the, the crowd beside the eyes, that's interesting, yeah. no? Yeah, I mean, it's possible he's talking about his uh, scoring title, which we'll get to in just a second. But I do want to point out that there's a couple things here from uh, two of the best in the business. Shams uh, points out the Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns, and Dallas Mavericks have emerged as potential suitors for Brooklyn Nets All-Star Kyrie Irving. So the Lakers are not alone in being the team that's pursuing him. Please tell me the next tweet that you have there is Woj talking about KD. That's exactly right. Let's go to it here. Among rival teams, there's far more interest in acquiring on Kevin Durant's reaction, which is huge, to Kyrie Irving's trade request and how that may impact KD's future with the Nets. So Woj is saying about the Shams report that there is more interest in Kevin Durant's reaction than actually in going and acquiring Kyrie Irving. Because KD himself had a trade request. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. So KD to Toronto? Prove <laughs> Scotty Barnes or OG? Since <laughs> 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 OG's the name, that's it. It's just the whole thing's uh, a mess. And tell me, this isn't, tell me this isn't entertaining. Like, that's... I, I get it's a no, it can be both. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have yes. to be mutually exclusive, yes. right? Like it can be one annoying, two bad for business, and three remarkably entertaining. Totally, there's nuance. There, there is absolutely nuance to it all, and I am, I am exasperated. I understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I can't believe here we go again with this dude, mm -hmm. with this team, and he's manufactured now two different. Well, I guess you could say. There are different iterations of this team, too. Three different teams he's manufactured where he would go, and none of them have worked out for him. Like, I'm sorry. The, the rest of the world is... I thought that they were going to push back to start the year, mm -hmm. and people may learn when they said no to KD's trade request, but it'll be real interesting to see what they do with this now. Totally agree. And, and like you said, if Kyrie does happen to go to the Lakers, which I think is what every basketball fan would 
probably want to see other than those who are going up against the Lakers in the postseason. This was Monday. Uh, Kyrie talking to Anthony Davis, and you wonder now, knowing what street what we clothes. know now, what was those are said two during street clothes legends right there. Right? <laughs> yeah, two street clothes legends. Yeah, they right are. There. Uh, is there any chance that Brooklyn just says bleep you? Because listen, you would probably have to trade him to get something back. Uh, cap space, I guess, is what you're going to get back with a Russell Westbrook deal mm-hmm. if you're matching salaries, but. You could just not trade him and get that cap space in the offseason, as I think this through live on air. But he'll sit out, right? So what? Yeah. Like, do you think Russell Westbrook makes you that much better that you're going to win a title this year? Probably makes you worse, all due respect to to Russ. He's playing better this this year. At this point of his career. It's hard. It's just... Be tough you mean, you mean worse than Kyrie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he makes you a worse team. If he, if Kyrie sat out versus having Russ... Either way, I don't think you're winning a title, even with KD, who I respect remarkably. Yeah. Like, is there a chance that Brooklyn just says, nah, screw it, man. You go sign your deal for less in the offseason. If you want to play, that's great. We'll have you. If you don't want to play, sit out. We're not playing this game. I actually they think... They wouldn't have the guts to do that. Well, I think it's, it's actually more likely if it's... That if the Lakers become the only suitor... Because if it's a different team that has more available to give you in return for Kyrie, would you bring in Kyrie Irving? Well, if he makes, he's still playing really, really well. I know, like twenty-seven I, a game. A I night. know, I know. Would you bring him in? Yeah, I would. I would. Are you surprised by that answer? Yeah, I'm very surprised. Well, I, I, I think, want nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. I've been you, you around. You don't think he can make a team years. like Dallas, nope. for example? No, you pair I, Kyrie I and Luca. Everything about his past which suggests that eventually he will be unhappy and he will ruin it. He ru- they did this in Brooklyn for these guys. They changed everything. They flipped up the entire script. Everything that they possibly could to get him the three. Mm-hmm. They already got rid of the one. Another mm-hmm. one has a trade request. And now this guy has a trade request. Everything. Steve Nash. Everything was for them. And they bleeped it up. They're going to leave the... Franchise in shambles. No, I don't want Kyrie Irving on my team. What if you don't have to give up very much and you know that he's going to leave in free agency in this summer? Probably, right? Because then, then you're pairing, say, Luka and Kyrie for this postseason and this postseason only. And you're only, hoping it works. And you're hoping it works. And if it doesn't, year. you still have Luka. And how much damage can he do in six months? I don't know. That's the Probably only, a lot. That's the only way I would even comp- consider it. Right. Is if it was just for six months. Right. Because eventually he's going to bleep you. Yes. Um, do we have to update Timmy's top 10? I we think so. Timmy's top 10 dramatically, I would think, yeah. yeah. Listen, it was, uh, you know, Mike Connolly, DeAndre Ayton, Fred Van Vliet. I think, I think we need to flip the Timmy's top 10 on the trade market and come up with a new one. <laughs> Very good. The, uh, Very good. The, uh, Very impressive. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so. Uh, Kyrie's kind of the gift that keeps on giving, and um, his potential future no. teammate. No, he's not. LeBron James is the player that keeps on scoring. Yeah. Closing in on the scoring record, LeBron dropped 26 points in a win against the Pacers last night, putting him 63 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul Jabbar's record. The Lakers wrap up their road trip against the Pelicans before heading home to face the Thunder and the Bucks. The nationally televised game. Is he lining it up to break the record next Thursday against Milwaukee? Come to think of it, I would rather have LeBron tweet out Arthur's clinched fist than the eyes emoji. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that or if it was 
famous one. Lined up for Kyrie Irving, but whatever. Listen, um, we were joking around about LeBron James setting up to break this record on TNT in prime time with the skyhook, sitting out the Nets game so that he could play at MSG. Um, and I watched him last night, and they were down eight with about nine minutes left. He had nine points over those final eight. The go-ahead three, go-ahead free throws. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself, you know what? He's earned it. Whatever it is, wherever he's going, whenever he wants to set the record, I know his team's not in a great spot, but when the season started, we didn't think they were making the playoffs anyway. We thought it was a long shot for them to make the playoffs. Anyway, he's played wonderfully this year. I'm not sure you could have asked for more from this guy. And he's still at a, at a remarkable level for his age and his years in the league. Whatever it is, he's earned it. And I just wanted to say, listen, I was chuckling about it yesterday. I've had a little bit more time to think about it. It is kind of sort of funny that his team's out of a playoff spot. He said, I'm not playing against Brooklyn, but I'm going to play at MSG. Mm -hmm. And he might line this up for prime time and a sky hook against the Bucks, who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar used to play for, came up in the league against. All of it, he's earned it. He's earned it. I mean, that's incredibly hard to argue. I, I would say, does the fact that now they're the favorites or frontrunners to acquire Kyrie Irving and having LeBron sit out games to line this up potentially could hurt them in their push for a postseason spot factor in at all? Yeah, it would be... Uh I would love that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for them to finish one game out because yeah. he sat out that game yeah. at Brooklyn and they lost. I guess. And they got Kyrie. But if they get him and they get into the postseason, look out. I, I, I love LeBron. Huge, huge LeBron supporter. Some with you. He can do whatever he wants. All right. Last week, the NBA All-Star starters were announced. And last night, the 14 reserves were revealed as voted on by 30 NBA coaches. The Western Conference is highlighted by John Morant, Damian Lillard, and Toronto's Shea Gilgis Alexander were making his Hamilton. first All-Star appearance. Hamilton. And in the East, Joel Embiid earned his sixth All-Star berth, and former Raptor DeMar DeRozan is among the notable names. My and he surprises. My folks will get mad at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you That's can't fine. do that. He was born yeah. in Toronto, yeah. but raised yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. some, I got some connects in yeah. Hamilton. I yeah. understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah understand what I'm saying. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah. first NBA player. I mean, I thought he was going to get in. Is it Tyrese Halliburton? Is it DeMar DeRozan? Is it Jalen Brown that he's better than? You can have the argument. I think he's better than one of them. The, the amazing part of this is, yes, he's the first NBA player. Uh, to average 25, 8, and 6 and miss an all-star game. The reason Tyrese Halliburton is in the game is because of his assist numbers. And listen, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I love the fact that Halliburton is jaw-dropping as a point guard because he's averaging 10.3 assists per game. Nikola Jokic is averaging 10.1. That's a center. <laughs> it's it's jaw dropping that we're gonna go. This guy needs to be in the All Star game because he's averaging .2 assists per game more than a center in the Western Conference. I saw the craziest Jokic stat I think I've ever seen today, which was he has Did one one game night. one game this season with a lower than fifty percent field goal percentage. <laughs> How is that even possible? I get yeah. that he's a center, but I don't know how that's possible. Uh, speaking of Tyrese Halliburton, remember the situation with Wally Zerbiak on the Knicks broadcast saying that Tyrese Halliburton is not an all-star? Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton has since responded after last night by making his profile picture 
you can have a look at, at what this is. Just take to the computer, and that's Wally Zerbiak. It's Tyrese Halliburton's <laughs> profile picture. So I like Shai's response better. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I, I like the SGA shot way better. That shows me uh, a little human being in the midst of all this nonsense that we're talking about in the NBA. Let's have a look at SGA. It's coming. We'll get it for you. Here's SGA. Oh. Love it. <laughs> That's how you want it to be. And I'm not I'm not ripping on listen, Tyrese, if you need motivation from Wally Zerbiak, go ahead. Good for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I like that reaction. Uh, quickly, I, I do have to ask, given the graphic behind you, Pascal Siakam obviously not named to the all-star reserves snub. Yeah, I mean I thought I, I thought I answered that. Yeah. I just yeah, I just like yeah, I think when you look at the the numbers, like Raptors fans are upset, but you look at the record, right? What are you going to do? You weren't listening to anything I said. No, right? I was. I, I was scrambling <laughs> to get tired. I, I was scrambling <laughs> to get tired. Hold on, I'll explain for you. You don't have to explain it. Uh, you were looking for Tyrese a tweet. Yeah, you were looking for a but I answered that Call already. Me. You don't have to go through it. I think we agree Call on me. it. Call me. Call <laughs> me. Right, That's buddy. why we go to the Pro Bowl next. The NFL's Pro Bowl games kicked off yesterday. Laughing. We saw a glimpse of the revamped <laughs> format that included events like dodgeball, Dodge longest ball. drive, yeah. precision passing, and best catch. Did anything pique your interest from the games? No, not really. You told me you were going to watch the whole thing last night. Like, I saw, I saw <laughs> Saquon Barkley take a dodgeball to the face on Twitter. I yeah, thought that was kind of funny. That was really good. Uh, Derek Carr and his demo tape was interesting to me because it looked like he was trying his best <laughs> to make sure that everyone knew that he was a good quarterback no, was, and maybe you uh, should sign him. Unreal. Yeah, he was on fire. I said Fuego. that they should bring that to the combine. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the extended highlights. <laughs> I, I, I watched the, like, pretty much the entire thing and the extended highlights. I didn't watch it live. It's is all is that like listening to me when I talk? <laughs> I was looking for a tweet, okay? You explained it. That's it. Um, I do want to get to the uh, longest drive, which I thought was awesome. In a you know roundabout way because they had golfers. The longest drive. Yes, as a part of the Pro Bowl experience or whatever the hell it is. (laughs) Pro Bowl Bowl games, Pro Bowl games. Okay, yeah. Here's Deron Payne, who I mean, they had non-golfers. That's all I'm going to say. So, Deron Payne stepping up and this is that's gone off the screen, straight right, like immediately right. Good thing the crowd was behind. Yeah, but this is this is what's good about it is like if you just had. Uh, whatever, 10 good golfers go up there. It would have been boring. Nobody wants to see that. They just watch golf for that. But if you see guys shank it, like that's really fun. And Zedaria Smith. Oh, it is really fun? Yeah, I watched it. I watched extended highlights. And here's, how do you think we got this uh, footage? And I know everything that's coming. Zedaria Smith doing Happy Gilmore. Provided a good laugh for everybody. I don't think you're laughing right now because you're still mad at me about missing what you had to say. No, I just But he almost fell. He almost fell. He slipped. You don't think it's funny? No, I think it's ridiculous. Oh Look, what are goodness. we doing here? You and I could do better. Yeah, but that's, I, I mean, I could. I don't know about you. Well, we'll, we'll see if you give me a shot at the crown. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, maybe. Still to come, Ron McClain, Hockey Central panel in Florida ahead of tonight's All-Star Skills Challenge. My conversation with All-Star Mitch Marner. And uh, if Jesse lets me... 
or listens to me. It's the longest shot out in the hallway. There you go. Yeah, we, we can try that. We can try that. <laughs> Sebby, you good with that? Sure. Zoom All right, back. up next, Nate Burleson joins me for Fridays with Nate. <laughs> we'll look ahead at the Super Bowl and if Sean Payton can fix it. I was Russell scrambling Wilson. for Tyrese Halliburton. All that and more on this Friday edition of Tim and Friends. I know, but I just had to get out of trying to say the same thing I over know, again. I got so it. I, I kind of had this. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Tyrese Halliburton trying to work one on one. Over it. Blocked by Davis. What a play by AD. With three, with two. Buddy healed. No. Lakers have it. Lakers win it in a thriller in Indy. And what a comeback by the Milwaukee Bucks. Winners of six in a row. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 54 points, 18 rebounds in 36 minutes. Hornets had a great finishing kick in that win. Oh, my goodness. What was that, Dennis Smith? Filthy. As we continue to count down to Super Bowl 57, it is time now for Fridays with Nate. Fresh off of his Shrine Bowl Hall of Fame induction, a week off CBS mornings to prepare for the Super Bowl and the launch of a brand spanking new podcast. Y'all need to subscribe to It's called The Process. He's called Nate Burleson, Nathaniel by the government. Nate Gottick, thank you. What's up, baby? For checking in amidst all of this right now. Well, listen, there's certain priorities I have, no matter how many jobs I do have. I have to show up live and live in color, even if I have a legend job, man. <laughs> the Airman family has shown up and shown out. Nate Dog is in the building. Um, can I, do I dare ask you what your schedule is going to be over the next week and a half? Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. So I have a couple of days back in Jersey, and then Monday I'll be on CBS Mornings, flying out Tuesday after I film Slime Time in New York. And then from there, it is just all day long NFL Network and a few hits. I'll be doing a lot of radio this year, um, a little bit different than years past. You know, I wanted to kind of spread around um, my knowledge of the game with a few outlets. Um, luckily, the NFL Network um, is exclusive to having me on this week. So I'm not split between the right. NFL Network, CBS, or any of my other jobs. But you'll see me moving to shaking. I will be um, NFL Honors this Thursday, so I'll be on the red carpet for nice. that. So make sure you tune in. And then earlier that morning, I'll be coming off of a Rihanna interview, which will actually use some of the interview for my first episode of The Process. All right, we're going to talk about The Process a little bit later on, but these two weeks right. feels like it gives us the opportunity to absolutely smash every possible storyline. But before yeah. we do that, what is your favorite storyline going into this one? When you found out who was in, who was out, and kind of you know sat down to the old books and figured this one out, what jumped out at you the most? Large scale, it's two African-American quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. I think that's dope. You have Patrick Mahomes, who has been there, what, three out of the last five years. Yeah. And now Jalen Hurts, who has proved to be an elite, not a good, an elite quarterback. Um, and two young guys that just think about how this game has evolved to where we are. There was a certain time, and I don't want to get deep so early in our segment, but what we do is keep real on the show. Yeah. There was a time where they thought that 
black men weren't smart enough to play the quarterback position. See that and again. here they are, two of the most dominant, two of the most dominant QBs in this game. So that's the large scale storyline. The smaller scale X to no storyline is the fact that everybody thinks the Eagles are just going to run over the Chiefs. And it's, it's kind of what we were hearing last week when we were talking about the Chiefs facing the Bengals. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. You know, and, and I think that different than the Bengals, the Eagles aren't coming out and drinking their own Kool-Aid, bragging and having their mayor speak on social media. I think the <laughs> Eagles are like, you know what? You saw what we've done all season. Now watch what we do in the Super Bowl. But just be careful. Be careful of embracing the fact that they are a favorite, embracing the fact that everybody thinks this team is going to win, okay. embracing the fact that everybody thinks this team is going to dominate the Chiefs. Because the one thing that made this Eagles team great, Jalen Hurts looked over, somewhat disrespected. Mm -hmm. um, this, this wide receiving group that they put together with Devontae Smith and A.J. Yep. Brown, the defense got a couple of the OGs, some young guys, some new faces. And then Nick Sirianni, is he really a good coach or not? All of these things made this squad who they are. Keep that same type of edge and energy and don't fall into, oh, we're big, bad Eagles and we're going to beat up on the Chiefs. Because we are talking about all of these different matchups. One thing that we are not saying when it comes to this game, it's also Andy Reid yeah. versus Sirianni. Yeah. So let's let's keep in mind, a game plan can change everything. I don't care who's healthy, who's available, who's favored. A great game plan can really quiet all of that. All right, so last week, you, and you, you cautioned me last week, I'll be fair. As you're doing right now, you cautioned me. Burrow and Mahomes, despite my self-professed love for Patrick, I wondered if Burrow could give him some company at the top, and you gave me the I Nate remember. dog from the next episode, which remarkably is now 23 years old. But you gave me the hold up. Hey, and you were right. You, you, you were absolutely positively right. That performance, this dude, like where are you now on this 27-year-old quarterback? Are we talking about Joe Burrow or are we talking about Patrick Mahomes? Patrick. Oh, man. Um, you know, he, I did tell you to hold up weight, yeah. and I think Patrick Mahomes told Joe Burrow to take a seat. <laughs> and everybody that has been looking at Patrick Mahomes – has realized that we are watching the next great quarterback. Yeah. And it's fitting because you have Tom Brady retiring, which essentially is him handing over the torch, whether he wants to or not. Just look at these balls. I mean, he had Marquez Valdez-Scantling stepping up in the parking on a bad ankle, takes a shot, and then really, literally fits him down. Like, it, 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 we say in football, if it was an arrow, it would have killed him. Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught the ball in the perfect position, and that's the type of throws. The numbers speak for themselves, all the while on a very hobbled ankle. Yeah. I remember pregame, right? We're out there, and we're looking at everything. You got me, Boom, Phil, Coach Coward, James Brown, and we're all looking at Patrick Mahomes thinking to ourselves, is he good? Is he healthy? We heard he's been practicing, but let me really look at that. I know what it's like to have a high strength. So I'm paying attention to him, and I noticed while he was doing his little fadeaway, and, and he's out there playing around, and he's, he's running around smiling, in my head, I knew that Patrick Mahomes wasn't 100%, like not even close. You know, everybody was like, oh, man, his ankle's feeling good. No, no, no. I, I guarantee if Patrick Mahomes were to be honest with you right now, he would say he was feeling about 60% healthy. You know why I knew? One, there was so much tape on that ankle, he had no flexibility. So he couldn't bend it up. It didn't have much bend to the back. And this guy is running for first downs, getting hit out of bounds to put his team in field goal position to win it all. And it, that wasn't the only play. There was a play where he was running to the left. I believe it was in the second half. And he threw a pass because he's rolling to the left. 
and he's throwing across his body, which means he has to step up right. with that ankle, and he plants on it. And you have to give it a little bit of twerk because you're throwing across your body, rolling right. And he got up and he started limping bad. Like it was one of them big hops to the sideline. And those were moments in the game where I'm like, yo, a weaker man, a weaker quarterback would have sat down a long time ago. And Patrick Holmes is gutting his way through. So to answer your question in a very long-winded way, we've seen him do it all. We've seen him do the traditional drop-back quarterback, pop-step drop, off and hit my receiver on a dime. Okay, now I can extend the play, throw right, throw left. Okay, cool. Then it really gets nasty. He starts rolling left, spinning left, rolling right, turning around, pirouetting like Russell Wilson back in the Seattle days, and then dropping off a dime. And then he takes another layer off of it. He's like, oh, I'm going to do it like we used to do it at recess. This dude's throwing no-look passes, throwing with his left hand, you know, lobbing it up to, his, to guys while he's getting hit. He has shown us every single thing plus some in this short amount of time. You just mentioned he's 27 years old. What is he going to do when he when he hits that level of, like, of high football intelligence? There's a moment in the game, and Patrick might be tap dancing on it already, where you become Neil. Like, you literally start seeing <laughs> everything as X's and O's. It's not guys out there on the field. So, Patrick Mahomes, is he's something special. And if he pulls this off, Tim, if he pulls this off, what are we going to say? Yeah. What are we going to say? That he's right up there. I mean, I did a top five earlier this year, and I had him three, and everyone got all upset, and I gave, like, I gave the nuance on it. I gave the explanation. I said, when he's done, he's going to be at least top three. And he's, like, the things that he does, and, and granted I said this about Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know where he ranks in your list, but when Aaron came along, I was like, yo, he's doing things that I've never seen done before, and I watched the CFL, right? Like, I've seen that type of quarterback before Aaron, but Patrick Mahomes is like, he's next level even on Aaron Rodgers. And when you think about saying that, like, I'm comfortable saying it. I'm like, this dude is like, in my mind, if you just put like, prime years against each other of all the best, Patrick's right there. Tim, how many times has Aaron Rodgers went to a Super Bowl? Right. And Patrick right. Mahomes has already been to three. three. He's right. been to three, and he has an opportunity to win another one, so we know he's going to go again. And another, another thing we're not MVP. bringing up, and we, we, we talk about this. Um, Patrick Mahomes is playing without Tyreek Hill. You remember when the narrative was, I mean, he – Listen, he was good with Tyreek. We just don't know how it's going to turn out for him now that Tyreek is there. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he's had some moments, and the receiver group has had some growing to do. But even in the AFC Championship game, McCole Hardman, who is basically the Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyree Hill replacement, goes down. Yeah. So, like, this guy's doing it without the most explosive player still willing his team to win. On one I ankle. Think, I think we have to be on one ankle. We have to appreciate greatness while we're witnessing it. Uh, I will uh... – all right, so some other, some other news this week. Uh, Tommy Boy again, D'Amico Ryans to Houston, Sean Payton to the Broncos. Uh, that last one broke while we were on air. And my initial reaction uh, on live television was, you paid all that money for Russ. You got to give him some ingredients to cook. But the real question is, can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson and the Broncos' investment? Yes. I believe so. Um, you know, just for the simple fact that we've seen Sean Payton in years past play with three different types of quarterbacks, three guys that stand out to me. Of course, Drew Brees, top of the list, right? Similar height to Russell Wilson, Russell's more athletic. Um, but Drew Brees wasn't a guy that was going to blow your mind athletically. Right. Now, I'm not taking it away from Drew. Drew is a Hall of Famer, and he's special in his own right. But that combination between the two, 
really made this offense one of the most explosive while they were coaching and playing together. Right. Now, he also had Jameis Winston. We've seen a great Jameis Winston after seeing a 30-for-30 Jameis Winston. I'm not talking about (laughs) the ESPN docs. I'm talking about 30 TDs and 30 interceptions. Jameis was a gunslinger. He learned so much under Sean Payton that when he was playing and he was healthy for the Saints, he was looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then he, he turned Taysom Hill to a legit threat at the quarterback position. Now, you add all that in with the guy who can come in and try to do what he can with Russell Wilson. And here's the thing. Sean Payton is as confident and as cocky as your top players in the league. I I mean that with all due respect. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that he's not going to take a job if he don't think he can turn things around. You think he he wants a smudge on his legacy? Nah. He's going to do whatever he can to help this squad and make sure Russell turns into what he used to be in Seattle. He's not going to see many more uh, moments like this on the sideline where Russ is being yelled at by his own teammates and there's frustration flying all the way around. I just feel like this is going to be a great thing for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. And, and I think we can say this right now. If it doesn't work for Russell Wilson with Sean Payton, then maybe the magic, the thrill of who he was in Seattle might be slipping away. But I don't believe it will be. I think this is going to be a great year for the Broncos. And you mentioned D'Amico Ryans quickly. That that intro, that welcome that he had in Houston, man, that was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really good to see. And there's a lot of feel-good stories around the NFL. I like pointing them out every once in a while, so I'm glad that you stopped there. Um, listen, I mentioned the brand-new podcast. It's called The Process. Wherever you get your podcast from, go subscribe. Dropping Super Bowl Sunday. Guest number one, not bad, Rihanna? Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Riri, shout out to Riri. Uh, you know, she, she's, she's doing a halftime show, and I'll be talking to her on behalf of the NFL Network and the NFL, and um, she was lucky enough to, to allow us to have uh, bits and pieces of that audio that we will use during our first official episode. So there will be some questions that I'll be able to ask and go off script with um, and, and use for my first app. You know, I've, I've had these opportunities to have a podcast in years past, um, but the time is right. I feel like I've, I've earned my stripes when it comes to using my voice, and I know what my voice sounds like now. So I'm more confident than ever nice. in the show, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Riri's had some serious collabs. This might be my favorite. Rolling Stone said that We Found Love is her best song. Four or five seconds works for me real well. What, what's, what's Nate Burleson's top Riri song? Well, of course, there's work, work, work. That's fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then also, her anytime she collabs with Drake, I feel like it's like Jordan and Pippen. Like, they just don't miss. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I know they used to have a thing going on, but yeah. I, need to, I need them to get back in the lab because they make magic. <laughs> okay, so Marquez Valdez-Stantling, Marquez, Marquez, yep. uh, was on Twitter asking, and I quote, serious question, can I watch Rihanna perform at halftime? Do you have an answer to this serious question for Marquez? Yeah, of course he can watch. When you're in the NFL, you have the option to buy two tickets. <laughs> Go ahead, stop being cheap, spend the money, buy the two tickets, show up to the game. Oh, you're tripping. He's going to be in the game. That's why <laughs> this is a serious question. Okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to sneak your butt out that locker room and get a peek. And there's been guys that have done it before. I've never played in the Super Bowl, but there have been guys that have said after coach went in there and did the rah, 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 the game of inches, and <laughs> go up there and win in front of the team. 
they went out the back and they were peeking through the curtains and was watching the performance. So, yeah, Mark Quiz, Valdez, Cantley, go out there and watch a reread. Uh, Evan McPherson did it last year's Super Bowl. Uh, Dre, Snoop, M, and them. But, like, there ain't no halftime adjustments for kickers. Like, you're not worried about a halftime adjustment. <laughs> and, like... I know. They, they, they was probably like, hey, yo, Evan, we need you to kick. All right. He's like, all right, cool. I'll be back. I'm about to go see what him. I heard 50 coming down, you know, in the tank top, like the old video. So, oh, man. Uh, kick, kickers can get the pass. I'm not, I don't know if I'm with you on MVS, but if they're up and they're doing well and there aren't many adjustments, you might see them sneak out. Uh, hey, listen, I know the folks don't know this, but I mentioned the schedule because it's so crazy and something, honestly, that I don't think I could pull off. But you still find time for Canada, and I want you to know that we, Canada, the people watching this show, really appreciate it, my dude. No doubt about it. I appreciate it, man. And uh, it's always a pleasure to join you. And listen, we ain't done. Come on, baby. I'm going to talk to you next Friday during the Super Bowl. You know what it is. I do. And I appreciate the tickets to the gun show and the <laughs> East West Shrine. <laughs> yeah. Nate yeah. Dog. And the East West Shrine Bowl induction into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, my dude. Appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed, we will. Nate Burleson. He's like 45. What? Great, she looks great for five You're being serious? Yeah, he's something like that. He's around my age. I mean, if he's making Amon references from In Living Colors, listen, we're going to go to the red carpet next, NHL All-Star next. He's got to be around there. Right? Look it up. Wikipedia. Welcome back to Tim and Friends. Not just football, kids. The NHL All-Star hit the red carpet in Florida earlier this afternoon. Mitch Marner looking sharp in the hat, yeah. Yeah. yeah Connor McDavid, oh, Josh Morrissey, friend suit. of the show. Woo. Like Morsey, that one? Morsey. Why don't you rock that? Oh, pasta's always looking. I have like a shirt like that. We're trying. I don't like the tie-dye shirt that I wear. The sweater looks like that. That's boring. That's Nathan McKinnon. He, 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 for those you who don't wore that. He's tired. He was with us yesterday. <laughs> yeah, just leave him alone. He's had a lot yeah. going on in the last little while. Ovi and his family. Expect nothing different from Ovi outfit-wise. Yeah. Nazem Kadri. Uh, fancy, fancy T-shirt will get you a lot of places these days, eh? That's a new, like in the last what five years? Yeah, like thing? you can go to like the best restaurant in the world yeah. now and walk in with it. Remember, you used to be, sir, you'll have to uh, take our jacket and put it on over top of whatever you're wearing. Yeah, now like it's just like walking in a pair of J's and a t-shirt. What's what's like the price point? I know inflation, I get it, but like what's the, how expensive does your t-shirt have to be to go to a nice place? Well, the beauty of it is, is that nobody knows. Right. Well, this is a nice so fitting it, t-shirt, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, that's good. I was going to say the t-shirts like that I like are that expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so what do we got going on at All-Star Weekend besides a little red carpet and guys dressing differently? Well, I figure our Twitter's having some fun. We did have some fun on the Twitter accounts uh, with Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin. I mentioned how they were dressed. Let's have a look at this little interaction between the two of them. Two of the greats chatting it up. Might so, be the last one for those two guys, yes, right? Like yes. When we really think about it, oh, those are two too. of the greatest ever and this may be the I, I doubt that's, it is. Yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. I mean, I hope not. I love, love watching them play. So, so let's what's some of the Sid answers. saying to Ovi? Wrong answers wrong only? Wrong answers only. Casey writes in and says, if your son wants to see two more Stanley Cup rings, we should go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Can I, can I jump in here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, John 
wow, bro, you're getting... A lot of gray up top. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Just uh, for context. What about there, uh, why the are there so many golf shirts out here? Yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> they all just came from the golf course. Because they're hockey players, that's why. There's a fountain over there. You're wearing a bathing suit. You remember after, uh, yeah, yeah. of course, Ovi won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Irene, I think we're in the seniors line. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, it. hey, Ovi, I got a hot tip. Just saved $500 a year on car insurance by switching to Geico. Free Very commercial. Good. Congratulations, Old Jesse. Hope you get a uh, kickback. Mike says, uh, somebody just let one rip. Let's go this way. <laughs> probably just happened. Yeah, that one's probably true. All right. Um, are you going to let me challenge you or what here? Like, I brought the net in. I carried it like we used to when we were kids. You know, you put it on top of your head yeah. and you walk it in. Like, we're going to do this to close out the show. Are we I not? thought about it. It's funny because remember you... Uh, you accused me of not listening to you when you were speaking earlier in the show. Accused you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that whole thing was just me trying to get you off your game, trying to get you a little fired up. Oh. So I, I accept the challenge. Uh, did you notice that someone put some different logos <laughs> <laughs> on the targets? I did One of them's that. Live Golf. Or yeah. Some chicken nuggets over that, there. That we dislike? <laughs> What's plain white bread? Is that you or me? Well, I used to be keto, so that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, catch up. All right, uh, we got to do it now. Yeah, that's that's good thinking. Uh, we'll do a little accuracy challenge in studio. Jesse's up on me one year to none. We'll go live to Florida. Ron McLean in the Hudson Central panel as we continue to get you set for these skills competition. Maybe one day we'll take on the panel. Yeah. Well, we got to be Kelly, good, right? Yeah. They are the NFL panel. Now, time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McAuliffe and friends of the show. Thank you very much, Sheepdogs. Welcome back, Tim and friends. Tim McAuliffe, Jesse Rubinoff with you for another 30 minutes on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 360. Hockey Central coming up 6.30 Eastern time, half an hour away. NHL All-Star Weekend in South Florida. I heard it's really nice. <laughs> it's minus 17 here. I'll talk to Leafs All-Star Mitch Marner from the beach in just a few Minutes. The All-Stars hit the red carpet, as we just told you. This afternoon, ahead of tonight's skills competition, which you can see, seven Eastern, seven events this year, including the Classics, Fastest Skater, Harder Shot, Accuracy Shooting, and Breakaway Challenge. There are three new events, Splash Shot, careful with this one, Jesse, Pitch and Puck, yeah. and Tendi Tandem. Got it good. Got your name. And since you understood, All-Star Friday night, always a good time. So for more, let's check in with Ron McCain and the Hockey Central panel who are standing by live. Ron, what are you guys looking forward to tonight? Well, first of all, uh, Sidney Crosby is his ninth time named Tim and Jesse to a, an All-Star game. Fifth time he'll actually play in the game. Uh, but I remember my first All-Star was 88 in St. Louis, you guys. And Mario Lemieux that night had three goals, three assists, including the overtime winner. It was a real statement performance against Wayne in the West. And they won it 6-5. to five, And Mario, I'll never forget. And then we were doing a game in Montreal years later. And Sidney Crosby was one of those where he could not play in the game. But we interviewed Sid. And I said, do you have any Mario stories? 
because he now played for Mario. He said, well, as a matter of fact, Ron, when I was young and collecting trading cards, I needed one particular card, and the only way to get it was to trade away my Mario Lemieux. So I traded Mario for this card I coveted, <laughs> and here he is now playing for... So I, I'm looking forward to Sid playing tonight is the moral of that story. Jen, how about you? Well, lots of great stories uh, surrounding the entire weekend of festivities, but great to see some women's hockey involvement again. They have been involved in years past in different competitions, and we've we've seen them arriving here at the event tonight. I spoke to them when they arrived at the rink. They're just happy to be a part of, of building awareness for the game and, and the level they can compete on. Sarah Nurse I saw last night and today again, and, and she's thrilled. She's done so much for the game in terms of growing the game in both communities and on the ice. If you look at other years, the girls have, have been involved for Kendall Coyne, Schofield. This was last year, first of all, Jocelyn Lamaru on the um, fountain face-off, having a great showing, a nice touch with the puck in that event. And then Kendall Coyne, Schofield, back at San Jose in 2018, just absolutely flew in the fastest skater competition. They had the three-on-three -three game in St. Louis. They're involved this year in a new event, five players, three Canadians, Sarah Nurse and Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnston, two Americans, uh, Alex Carpenter and Hillary Knight. So they're involved with the Tandy ta uh, Tendy Tandem. That's a well, tough one. That's it is really a tough hard. One, but uh, well, they'll take so three on O's, two on O's, or one on O's against the goaltender. So great to see them here. Yes. I wouldn't have even tried, Jen. No, that right? was good. Exactly. I wouldn't have even tried. <laughs> well, for me, and Tim, I heard you say you're going to talk to uh, Mitch Marner shortly. Well, for me, he's grabbed my attention, uh, not only because of his play and he's earned this all-star spot, but you think of his equipment and this Miami-themed uh, equipment that he's brought here, skates and sticks. I mean, that is killer right there. I love those colors. And, you know, he shared on Instagram a video. Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. These look great. Thank you. I like the logo coloring, too. We just did a little bit of a design on the bottom for you. Little palm trees. A little pop to it. I love it. These are old school vibes. These are sick. We gotta do these for like regular season, boys. I love it. Zeus riding the alligator or crocodile and the shark, too. Put me in a pickle here. Which ones I want? Yeah, one on Friday, one on Saturday. Yeah. Just classic. That's awesome. Thanks. Okay, so he is refer referring to his dog's name, Zeus, on the uh, shark and the alligator. It's just lovely. I, I, I just love his personality shining through. You know, Kelly, Ron alluded to it. It was 17 years ago that Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin came on the scene. Uh, the rivalry was a fierce one. Uh, Penguins got the better of it early. The Capitals got the better of it later. That's Sergei Ovechkin's eldest son who's with them here. And Sergei's been a big star of the Media Week, too. You know, a few, a few years ago, we tried to do a sit-down with Crosby and Ovechkin together at the NHL Media Tour at the beginning of the season. And they were polite about it, but they were like, it's not time yet. Well, tonight they're going to do an, uh, an individual effort together, I guess. It's the first time we've really seen them combine for something. I'm looking forward to seeing it because they haven't always embraced the relationship as much as they've embraced the rivalry. But I guess that's what happens when you become an elder statesman of hockey. Tim, back to you. 
Yeah, you know what's really interesting about all this, and, and listen, it's getting cold up here in Toronto. It's cold in parts, and Halifax is supposed to be really cold tonight. But I talked to a couple of different dudes yesterday, Leon Dreisaitl, Bull Horvat, and as mentioned, Mitch Marner. And usually media day at the All-Star Game, bit of a car wash, kind of arduous for the guys to walk through and do all the stuff. And outside of Horvat, who is exhausted for different reasons, the other two guys seemed like they were having a good time. Has has the beach kind of changed the feel of this All-Star game, guys? Well, I wish I had more time in the sun. I wasn't able to get any. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot didn't need any hat, no sunscreen, not a requirement. Don't, sh- don't rude. say that. Just a little rude. Don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, we probably all feel a little bit like Matthew Kachuk, and I spoke to him yesterday, and he said, you know, it's even more amazing than he thought being down here in terms of life off the ice. And, and this is one of the best stories, right, coming into the weekend, the Kachuk brothers. And yesterday they were talking about how much they've enjoyed it. You know, Matthew hosted the family at his house. But also appreciation. They are enjoying it, having fun in the nice warm weather. But some nice comments from Brady on how he'd like to play at Matthew's level. He'd be happy. So I think it's a combination of having a great time, as we all are, but also for these players being honored to be here and feeling grateful for the experience. Uh- I do think you're going to see a move in the NHL to have more All-Star games in places like Florida. I I think that's one thing they've talked about with the players. How can they make the All-Star game more popular amongst them? And I think you're going to see them go to a a more of a warm weather rotation. All I can say is darn it. (laughs) I hate that idea. (laughs) I walked in with Johnny Gaudreau today and he was just in such a great mood. It is mind-blowing, Tim, that it's 17 degrees latitude. That's the difference between Toronto and here. And it's 82 degrees Fahrenheit, the difference between there. And I'll give you one last little story here because it, it seems like the stars are aligning in, in the way we do this one on the, used to be the Space Coast, they called up at Cape Canaveral and the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, I remember again, a lot of old memories, but 1969 as a child of the lunar landing, it's one of the most amazing moments of my life to think about Launchpad 39A at Canaveral. The Apollo mission that left with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, so that's kind of neat for Mitch Marner and Michael Collins. Uh, I mean, great history here in Florida. Thousands were watching the space launch then. We have a full moon this weekend, so we've got this all-star theme with uh, the Space Coast, a full moon officially on Sunday, but all weekend long here. It's amazing. You've got the Sunshine State. You've got the Green Comet has just uh, come close to Earth. First time in years that we've had the Green Comet make an appearance, so maybe that's a prelude to the fastest skater competition coming up here this evening. And of course, we're in Sunrise. Broward County is officially where we are. They cleared the Everglades. The first hotel went up in 1919, so 104 years ago and now I don't know that he would have ever imagined it but Napoleon Bonaparte Broward was the governor of Florida when they decided to clean up the wetlands and create this mecca for tourists I don't think he'd have thought that the greatest of stars Sidney Crosby and the gang would be here to play a hockey game but sure enough they did it in 2003 and they're doing it again this time around and yeah it's an absolute convergence of uh, out of this world experience let's call it that with guys that aren't just taking up space including Connor and Leon. <laughs> uh, I love it. Our stars in Florida, thank you very much for popping by and doing this with us. Cheers. There is uh, Ron McLean and the crew. They will get you covered starting 6 th- 20 minutes away from now as the stars align in South Florida. All right. Seven event skills competition. Leafs lone all-star now, Mitch Marner, and his fancy skates will be taking part in the breakaway challenge tonight. Something he wasn't quite too sure about when I had the chance to talk to him yesterday from the beach in Florida. 
When Marner is playing like this, it's fun to watch. Just go out there and have fun and buzz around and try and be a difference maker. He is buzzing around as you would put it. Marner in front of the net with a shot, he scores! Here is Marner in, it's Marner, scores! It's a beauty! It just seems like he's doing it the right way. He's playing incredible for us, both sides of the puck. He's buzzing out there. He's just really leading the way for us. I grew up in this city. I love being a part of this team. It's special to me. Marner's got it. Scores! Wins it! Marner. Cuts to the net. Scores! Good start, boys. I am on a heater. NHL All-Star Weekend is upon us. All-Star Friday brings us the Skills Challenge starting at 7 p.m. Eastern with the game going Saturday coverage starting 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And if Ken Reed thought he was contractually obligated to be here, my next guest is in the same boat. A little All-Star Media Day has the boys going through a bit of a human car wash, which I feel for, but at the same time am super appreciative that the Leafs' Mitch Marner was able to pop by the two friends. Thanks so much for doing this, Mitch. Hey, anytime. Thanks for having me. Of course. This has become an old hat for you, but given the last couple of years, I know we had you on after you were dangling the dog in front of the house in a pandemic. Like, is it is it nice to get out and do this kind of all-star game thing again? Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, it's always an honor to be uh, named to this. It's always a lot of fun to be here. Um, you know, it's always something that uh, I grew up watching and want to be a part of, so... Uh, to be at my second now and get to enjoy it with my family and, and loved ones, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Family, loved ones, beach in the background, skills competition. Do, do you yeah. know uh, breakaway challenge? Like, do you already know what you're doing? Like, how does that go about and how do you get picked for that? I, I, I don't know if – is that a – I don't know what I'm doing yet. Is there anything out there yet? <laughs> I, was, I was going to, you know, I've, I've heard through the grapevine that it is uh, the breakaway challenge. And I was thinking, like, how does that work? Do you, like, have a meeting with all the guys? Do they tell you what you're doing? Obviously, it's the latter. Like, you just say, whatever, <laughs> man. Yeah. You're going to hate this answer, but I, I don't know for sure what I'm actually doing, to be honest with you. So I can't really answer your question right now. But. Um, you know, you got to stay tuned. You'll see. <laughs> if it is the breakaway challenge, is that something you'd – is there anything else that you'd rather do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, everything else has kind of been accounted for, to be honest with you. So, right. um, you know, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, I'll see if, uh, if it gets called or not. Awesome. After the last couple of days, are, are you relieved that Brad Marchand isn't there? Or would you have liked to have introduced him to Zeus, your dog? <laughs> yeah, man, those comments are funny. Um, you know, I uh, had a nice chuckle when I saw those after the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't talk to him a whole lot on the ice. But, um, I don't know, I guess he's got something against video games and Zeus. But that's fine <laughs> with me, man. It's, it's all chill. It's, it's how I like to spend my off time is, is doing those things and, and then relaxing with friends and family. Uh, I brought up the dog because I know you love the dog, and I'm a dog, I'm a dog dude too. Uh, Groundhog Day, I don't know if you've ever heard Bill Murray's quote. But he once said, I'm suspicious oh, yeah. of people who don't like dogs, but I trust a dog when he doesn't like a person. <laughs> so for me, that, that's yeah, the way I kind of live life. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's, when Zeus doesn't like someone uh, when we're walking, <laughs> I got to keep a distance from him. So I, I'm with that. Yeah, keep it moving. Uh, the, the other thing I did, and listen, there was a lot of context to that clip. Uh, from Brad Marchand on our show yesterday. He also spoke very highly of your game. Is it fun to play with the dudes that you 
fight tooth and nail with or is there still kind of like a little competitiveness when you walk into that Atlantic Division uh, that Atlantic Division locker room? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's always still competitive with whatever's going around, to be honest, wherever you're at. But, um, you know, obviously just um, him in general, just, you know, being one of the best players in this league for so long and just really that line just been doing what it's been doing for so long. It's been really impressive. But, um, you know, it's always uh, it's always enjoyable to come to these things and kind of just relax and have fun with um, guys that you usually don't get to hang around with or know much about. So um, that's what this weekend's about, and that's what uh, I'm going to try and take, uh, take it all in with. I was checking out your roster, and due to a last-minute replacement, uh, you have one D-man. That's Rasmus Dahlin. Is that concerning at all to you that you guys only have one D? No, I mean, you know, offense is the best way to win games <laughs> in these things, I think. So, um, if need be, I'll step back there on the blue line. I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of that in my resume, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, we got. Uh, all rosters are stacked, really, but, um, you know, our roster looks good. We have a lot of uh, talent on this team, so it should be a fun weekend. Yeah, pretty good goalies that will be tested without a doubt. Are there guys that you like watching uh, in practices or skills competitions, like either just for fun or see how they kind of refine and use their skills? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really think of that, I guess, but... Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm sure just a lot of these guys are going to be fun to watch in that skills competition tomorrow, just doing what their th their, their thing is, and um, you know it's just going to be fun playing the game. Everyone, you know, usually on defense doesn't really give a whole lot of effort, and on offense, usually you know you want to try and you know make a little bit of a, a fancy play every once in a while. So um, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of fancy stuff uh, over this past weekend, and it should be fun to be a part of. I know Wednesday uh, isn't exactly how you'd like to head to the break, uh, but your team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, have dealt with a lot of adversity this year and still look pretty damn good. The question I always get asked is, do you think the Leafs are different this year? So I'll just ask you, like, do you feel like you've learned something from the past that is helping you guys kind of take the next step this year? I think our team is always just looking to get better, uh, more consistent, and you know, that's the thing about us, you know, we, we always want to try and push and strive to be the best team we can be every single day and um, regardless if it's practice or game days and, you know, we know we, that we got a lot better to give and uh, this break's going to be great for us because it's going to give you that relaxation, you know, a little recovery and, you know, a little kind of just downtime and then when we're back, you know, it's right back into it and it's um, second half of the season. That's uh, when you really put the, the foot forward and, you know, really got to make sure you nail down everything going around your team and, um, that's uh, something that I think we're looking forward to. Awesome. And, and part of that recovery is obviously Austin Matthews. He's not there with you this weekend because of injury. Should William Nylander be there with you? Yeah, that's not for me to say, but obviously what Willie's done for our team and um, everything around it, um, he's definitely made a case for it. But uh, he's, he's done a lot of great things for our team. He's, he's done a lot of great things uh, for our organization this year, and it's been fun to watch and been fun to be a part of. So... Um, he's a hell of a player and um, you know I think the thing about Willie is even though you know he didn't get named or anything like that it doesn't really matter to him he wants to try and help our team win games and that's all that matters. Okay because he's not there I, I've seen his Instagram profile uh, he's styling and profiling a lot are we going to get some quality IG content while while he's off on vacation. It's a good question. You got to wait and see, I guess, for that one as well. But, um, you know, you know, Willie's always bringing it with the fashion style. So um, 
I hope to see some serious good content from our buddy uh, Willie, but we'll see. <laughs> That's, uh, I wonder if we get one of those tarps off that we always see this time of year from Willie yeah. on the beach. Uh, probably in a spot like you're looking at right now. Hey, listen, thanks for being a good sport. I know yeah. this stuff can be a little long, a little arduous, but we always appreciate you jumping on with us and, and uh, you know, giving the fans yeah. a good look at you and the rest of the team. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. There is Mitch Marner on a beach. He'll be in the rink tonight. You can see it coming up in mere moments right here on Sportsnet. Time for one last break. Game time and challenge next. Season 7 of the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup is underway and entering is super easy. This year, no good deed goes unnoticed. Until March 4th, we are challenging minor hockey teams across the country to do as many good deeds as they can to fill the cup. The more good deeds your team does, the better the chances are to win $100,000 for charity. Post your good deeds on social with the hashtag GoodDeedsCup and hashtag contest at Chevrolet Canada to make sure that your good deeds are counted. For more information, go to ChevroletGoodDeedsCup.ca. We always hope that your game day starts right here on Tim and Friends. Here's what we got coming up tonight on the Network Hockey Central. Follows us to get you set for the NHL All-Star Skills Competition, the one after the the Tim and Friends skills got busy. You know what I'm talking about, Jesse. Here we go. We also got basketball on Sportsnet One. Suns visiting the Celtics. You can see WWE Friday Night SmackDown, 8 Eastern on Sportsnet 360. What does it really is game time. Yeah, it really is game time today. Uh, Jesse has expected accepted my challenge. And we will have an all-star shootout of our own, our own accuracy challenge. Jesse leads the fray one nothing after winning in last year's competition. I believe it was a four for seven. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, you broke a light. I did break a light. Yeah, I got a little frustrated and I broke a light. But before we get there, did you see what Sidney Crosby said at the podium earlier today? I actually, uh, I did. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, he said that he would change the league and go with the one to eight playoff format. Says it rewards teams for their regular season. But we always talk about how the regular season means nothing. Really interesting that a guy from the Metro Division says that, given that a lot of the talk over the last few years has been about the Atlantic. I'm pretty sure it would be the exact same matchups right now, but obviously a, a long way to go. Are you pretty sure? I'm, you, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident. I don't think that Tampa is that far down. You know what? <clears throat> You're distracted. Yeah. You've been distracted I gotta all be honest, day long. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, just a, a bit of a choke artist. Yeah. So I'm a little bit concerned that using an intermediate junior stick with a 40 flex, it's, it's, in, it's in my head it's already. A, it's the same stick that you used last time when you went four for seven. Is that a fact? It is a fact, yeah. It's right, got a so worse tape go, job because so the, uh, the on the bench cane. guys. They, yeah. Yeah. Which one's worse? So you want to go first here? I don't know. I are guess. we uh, are we using tennis balls or the orange road hockey balls? Keep in mind when I say that, Jesse Rubinoff, that over here we've got a camera that apparently doesn't move. <laughs> right behind That's the actually a massive obstacle. Like yeah. I'm concerned about shooting in that left top corner now. All right, let's you got go. two minutes. Okay, here's the deal. We're going. Are we going orange balls? Or are we going all? We're going orange balls. We're going all balls. Like, yeah, just you know, if, if it's balls? heading towards the camera screen, 
maybe step I'll, in. I'll try and block, yeah. I'll try and block it yeah. for you. Okay, so from where? From from this this little not in front of Jesse, this. Jesse, you got a minute and forty five okay, seconds okay, left. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And we are doing accuracy challenge again. Four for seven last time. Jesse Rubinoff, I will pass them back to you. Oh for one. That's not good. That's not a good start. Oh for I two. Don't, I think that clipped. I don't know. I'm just. Oh for two. Oh, oh for no. three. Oh no. How much time do I have? We're going to limit it at eight. Okay. Let's go. There we go. There's That's one. one. That's one. That, that was, was, a, nice that was an two. absolute rocket. One for three. Okay, let's go. Oh, oh broke something. Oh, that's a picture. One for four. <laughs> that's a picture. Okay. One for one. five. Last one. Keep going. No, go to eight. Hurry up. No, no. No, no, this is pathetic. Open the door for Uncle Timmy. Oh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. You are one for eight. Okay, go, go. That's right, it. Go. I'm done, I'm done. Oh my, he broke it! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He's using tennis balls! I already won, right? How was that fair? I already, I already won, won. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. We've broken everything in the studio, including the we're, targets. We're, we're supposed to break the targets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That's the whole point of I, it. I hit, the, hit the bottom one, big shot. Oh, my goodness. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congratulations. How do you feel? You waited a whole year. Vengeance I can't breathe. Is that is bad? Is mine. Yeah, you got you panicked. You got choked. Yeah, you weren't lying about choking. Yeah, I choked. It's <laughs> like, everybody, congratulations. Right. Waited uh, a year for Hockey How Central is coming up next. Feels really good. I'm not gonna lie. It was over in two what shots. What picture did I break? Over in two shots. I should shots. probably go check. It out. Uh, all right, kids. All-Star Skills Competition is next. But before we say goodbye, as always on Friday, I look back at the week that was on Tim oh, and Friends. No. Jesse, look out. Oh! <laughs> it's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday then, it's Friday, Sunday, what? It's Friday again, it's Friday, So let's set the path, Robert Kraft. What's the word, Larry Bird? So give me the scooper, Darren Poopa. We will try our best to tackle it all. Inbounds, of course. A shot more unnecessary than this poodle and its owner. No. Oh. <laughs> Is that a shit poo? That's a <laughs> shit poo and a poodle right, mixed right. together. Yeah. That what do you think I'm saying Is over here? Thing? Shit poo. I just had a mini panic attack. <laughs> yeah! It's Oli and Jacob from On the Bench. What's going on, boys? How are we doing? Living the dream, you're not hanging out. Freezing innings. Yeah, which is interviews for, for the layman. You're just asking the questions. It's yeah. not necessarily about you. You guys ever play Sting Ball? No. <laughs> you just, no. They, he's got to turn around and you try and blast him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I see you winding up. I'm, I'm just checking to make sure Tim was You don't got a spinal cord injury. Do <laughs> you have a spinal cord injury? Oh, broke his leg. Yes. Broke his leg. Right, Let's go, boy. ACL's broken. ACL. ACL's tear. Never mind. Oh, look at this. Oh. They are playing the German Cup, and Alfonso Davies. He rises and he scores a goal. I'm hearing um, from the control room that that sounds more like a German Scottish. That's okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's not quite Tony Romo. But I don't know. Oh my goodness, this is so incredibly. Crazy right there, what just happened. That's the thing. I, I, I don't know, Jim. In the bubble, he said, playing for what? 
Well, like turned down for what? No different. I said that and I heard the beat drop in my <laughs> yeah. head. So did I. Yeah, all three of us. Okay. Yeah, I was Understood. Yeah. yeah. Um, Play down for what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.